gifts and so. <laughs> Dude, welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. We're on. <laughs> <laughs> you just took a sip of the coffee, and I was hoping that I was going to get that on the air, but I'm going to sip it. This is good uh, coffee. <laughs> Bro. That, you know, there's something about coffee that freshly ground, like I ground it right before you got here, did the pour over. You didn't just ground it, baby. I did. No, man. You took it straight from the Peruvian forest. <laughs> That's exactly you, what you I did. You harvested that shit. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, uh, is it the Colombian coffee? Is it, it that movie that I think Jim Carrey plays God, Almighty God or Bruce Almighty? There you go, Bruce and, Almighty. And he, he says something about coffee, fresh brewed coffee, and the guy rides up on the donkey and gives it to him. Did, have you seen the movie? It's been I a have, long time. I have. It has been a long time. Since we're talking about movies. Today, yeah. we're talking about Castaway. <laughs> I didn't have to with say Tom Hanks <laughs> and uh, Helen, Helen, Helen Hunt. Hunt. You know what? Can I just let me start off by I, I watched this again because we were taking notes on it because right. we're gonna talk about it, right? right? It's a beautiful thing. I have what is that? That noise is Blanky. my dog. She literally just fucks around with her food before she eats it. I don't mm -hmm. know what she's doing. She me like too. she just digs at it, makes a bunch of noise, so that's what that noise is. I don't, I never liked Helen Hunt. Dude. Really? <laughs> have you seen her now? No. No, I have Dude. She's, oh. What? <laughs> no, what? There it is. What happened to her face, dude? Um, life. Bro, plastic she's surgery, had like know. a lot of plastic surgery. Seriously, have you not seen her now? No, dude. Okay. Like I said, I we're going to, we're going to pull this up. I right never now, liked bro. her. I never liked her, dude. Oh my gosh, bro. I think it was Twister. That really did me in on her. I, I, oh, you didn't like her in Twister? No, man. Interesting. I think maybe I met somebody when I was young and it kind of looked like Helen Hunt and they were a dick to me or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, but that, I watched it again last night. And so I watched her in the movie and I'm like, this is okay. She's not bad. Maybe yeah. it's because I'm older. Yeah. She doesn't look that bad. Well, okay. Timmy, what are you talking no, about? No, wait. That's what she used to look like. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, I'm, I Googled Helen Hunt. But yeah, now, like, Isn't, dude, I'm not sure what has happened to her. It's just a lot of plastic surgery. And where's that before and after picture? You know what? Let's she, not. Ah, here it is. Okay. Just what the fuck? Like, it's just a lot of plastic surgery. Maybe I'm just super critical of her. I think you but are. Look, I've, I think you look. You that's think, 60 years or plus of having to fucking deal with the world you see that <laughs> frowny fucking face on her yeah she looks republican <laughs> i don't know if she is but like she just looks like uh, yeah like she carried all the fucking anxiety and that's what it is fucking life and didn't release it look at her there yeah she's still free happy. she's beautiful there and this sound people i sound like an asshole she <laughs> she is older i just honestly here's my th problem her being older, that's not a problem. Uh, people, there, there's a several, there's a woman I follow on Instagram. She's like 80 or something. She looks great, but you know why? Either, either A, she's only gotten a little bit of plastic surgery or her plastic surgeon is so good you can't tell, or she hasn't had any plastic surgery. I think what it's like Joan Rivers. It's like, 
what the fuck happened to you? Of course, she's dead now. But or even <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Did you ever see Burt Reynolds? Yeah. I mean, dear yeah. Lord, it's like, folks, stop with the fucking plastic surgery. You all look. It's it's clear that you're old and you've had plastic surgery. You don't look young. You know what I mean? Like no one's looking when he was alive. No one looked at Burt Reynolds and thought, oh, yeah, oh he dude, died. You're, you're 20. He died, didn't he? Right. Oh, yeah. Shit, I forgot. Okay. So it, here's what I want to say about this. You bring up a something in my brain and I, I want to try to get it out. Um, yeah, you're being an asshole. <laughs> I love you, so I'm going to call you out on it. I mean, people are going to look how they look. However, <laughs> Jesus Christ, some of the pictures you're showing right now, what the fuck? Faces I know, of dude. Death. Okay, look. Can you imagine, even for us, not living in this um, image industry of Hollywood, Right. how much we are dependent on how we look? Now right. imagine that you live within that yes, fucking circle bro. of hell. And the fifth circle of hell is Hollywood. Look at you showing like, sympathy. You're yeah, so kind. You know what? Because I always show sympathy. I'm going to get yeah. old. Dude, I got a fucking double chin now. I got wrinkles <laughs> and shit. I'm starting to go gray a little bit. Like, I can't get rid of this fat yeah. no matter how little I eat or how much I move. Right. And so, I mean, I know where I'm heading. Yeah. And I'm heading towards a great personality. So you balance me out. I'm a dick. I, the, the, <laughs> you know what? I, but honestly, on a, on a serious note. For me, it's not the getting older part. That it's not that. It's it's the and you're right. The 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 pressure that they feel is way beyond, you know, what you and I feel as normal people to to look good or to stay whatever. So I on it's, one hand, I am disease. sympathetic. It it's is. a fucking disease the way that but I think some of those pictures. Right. I think even people that would listen to this podcast have seen people that you just go, what the fuck dude, yeah. stop with the plastic surgery. So anyway, that, that Helen hunt, there you go. She's, she's a beautiful woman. I take back all the mean things I just said. No, 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 no. You don't, you didn't hurt my feelings. Uh, I just think she's gone a little bit too, too overboard trying to, to do what you just said, trying to stay, young because she's in the public eye it's like just accept yourself helen you're a beautiful woman just stop getting all those injections are you, you think she's listening probably i would oh yeah i would if i she's, were her a lot of people listen to this podcast man including helen my her. mom and dad do I'm, so there <laughs> two. Do, you, There's two do you have any family that listens i know i don't really have that much family left like, anyway Timmy, i don't tell anybody about this podcast. No, shut up man <laughs> <laughs> i uh, like uh yeah <laughs> Uh, Jenny listened to one. Um, besides that, shit, my mom, dad, grandparents on both sides, most of my aunts and uncles are all dead. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a tragic life accident. For real? Yeah, life accident. Oh, life, life, just life. Life yeah. fucking happens. Dude, um, that's <laughs> a weird thing. Isn't that wild that... that we I, die? I, yeah, we all die. So I, a recent friend of mine died, uh, Carlton Pearson, God rest his soul, a prince of preachers. He, he was on the podcast actually a couple of years ago. Hmm. Anyway, he died recently, uh, November 19th. And it was, he did like a last video, like days before he died and he died of cancer. And he said, he said, yeah, I'm dying. Like it's, it's coming. Death is coming. And he said, but all of us are death is coming. Like death is coming for us all. Everybody's dying. And I thought, even though I know that everybody knows that that's not profound, but it is profound because you think, wow, he just knew it was coming soon. Like it's, it's, it's upon him. It's, it's going to be here any minute. It adds and to the profundity. If, yes. if a dying man 
is saying that. Yeah. Yes. So that was just interesting um, for that perspective to realize that, yeah, in fact, we're all dying. It, it just for him, it's coming soon. I mean, does and it weird you out right now? Not right now. I mean, when I heard him say that there was this, I'm pretty aware ever since I turned 50, I'm aware that I'm at the quote unquote halfway point, as they say, you know, and I plan on living to 150. So I'm clearly not at the 150. Point. Yeah. I'm gonna you're going to start with the plastic surgery gonna, is what you're going to yeah, do. No, <laughs> Damn uh, right you are. Uh, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> care if I look a certain, I just want to be fit, active and living life. And, and so hundreds totally feasible, you know, people leave, live to a hundred and, and can, you know, even be, you know, functioning and all that. Anyway, so, but it's just, yeah, it's just, right. there's this realization, you know, when in my twenties, I never thought about it. You know, I never thought I was never going to die. I'm living forever, man. And then when I hit that midlife age, I realized that, wow, okay. And I don't like to think of it this way, but it's like, if I was on the uphill climb, you know, now I'm on the, the, I'm on the, you know, yeah. first half of my life. It's like what a friend of mine said, he goes, the first half of your life brings things to you. Right. And oh, the second, fuck. the second yeah. part of your life takes things from you, right? You know, grandparents die or parents die. Or, in other words, in the beginning, it's, you know, it's life and marriage or whatever, you know, kids, whatever it is for you, it's a job promotions. All these things are coming to you and then you get to a certain point in life where then all of a sudden things are being taken from you. I thought that's a very, which it brings us to what we're talking about today with Castaway, but it really does. Yeah. Actually, everything we've talked about, except for the plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, no, even Helen Hunt. That's okay, that's, I'm I, trying to keep it to all, you know, all of it relates, right? You know, I before we get into the movie, I would say that a word change, I would use a word change there. Instead of things getting taken away from me, it's me understanding uh, the ability to let go of the things around me because nothing was ours to begin with. Yeah. The things that come to you, they only come to go yeah and they only go to come yeah it's just uh that's interesting yeah that's profound bro i mean that's that's true it life is life's this is overused <laughs> but life is just such a journey you know and and i've also been thinking a lot about this because of the movie castaway life is like a box of chocolates it is wrong movie wrong movie but dude we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk about that movie sometime too yeah that'd be cool in the pursuit of happiness there's a lot of movies out there <clears throat> is that will smith uh yeah yeah that's one I, I, that's up there it's a powerful that's movie yeah um all right castaway what do you want to know what stood out for me yeah i want to know what stood out for okay, you okay so last night i i, I watched this again and by the way, the internet told me it was on Paramount Plus, and it was fucking not. It was, <laughs> it was fucking not. So I'm going around streaming services, and I'm getting pissed off, and I'm pissed off at you for suggesting we talk about Castaway because I can't find the fucking movie. Okay. Oh, here we go. We get a picture. I did a right. selfie for my right. wife. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I'm, you know what, Amazon Prime Video. I'm going to give a little shout out to Jeff Bezos and his crew for. He listens. Oh, does he? No, but maybe you never know probably sitting next to helen hunt that's right having some They're coffee and doing some weird fucking celebrity <laughs> shit eating babies and fucking <laughs> drinking their blood <laughs> oh we gotta we do laugh, we gotta but do, it's true 
<laughs> dude, we, got, we have to do a podcast on conspiracy theories. Oh my god, dude! That you mean a fucking three-part podcast on conspiracy <laughs> theories? This next week we're on. talking about adrenochrome. <laughs> you know what it is? Oh, dude, I've heard that fucking bullshit. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, so yeah, what's what stood out to you? <clears throat> Anyways, I found the movie on Amazon Prime Video and I rented it for three seventy nine instead of purchasing it for four dollars even. Tell me why. Yeah, I don't know I why because it's on know. Tubi for free. Shut up. Okay, sorry. Shut up. Shut <laughs> fucking fuck. <laughs> Anyways, I rented it. No, yeah, could you have to watch the commercials? Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. I, I mean, don't mind. Yeah, I got I I got into it and uh, look, I just made a play by play. Yeah, I'm impressed. Like you have like literally yeah, was, like this, a no, this notebook is, of notes. Didn't, didn't, no, I didn't. Like this is all my journal, dude. I just well, I just mean, yeah, you have two full pages. Oh, no, just this page. Dip, and wait. Oh got, gosh, got, <laughs> that's awesome, bro. <laughs> all I did was go through. So yeah. I will break this down by segments. The first yeah. part of the movie. Um, I like the title. I like the title, Castaway. Yeah. Um, so I looked up what Castaway meant, and essentially it is. I don't. I didn't write that down, but it's a you know like shipwrecked, yeah. marooned, um, stowaway that. No, well, not a stowaway, but it's all one word, castaway. Yeah. So then you split it up, cast away. And oh. I started thinking about being cast out or cast away from your life as it is, cast away or out by God, yeah. cast away into, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the nether reaches, the fucking void, basically. Right. And then I got really fucking funny with myself because I was smoking weed. And... <laughs> I guess I would have got funny with myself anyways because I'm just a funny guy. And I thought cast away. Most of the movie isn't a fucking cast. It's just a monologue of Tom Hanks. It, dude. Cast I knew you were going to take some profound deep stuff from it. <laughs> it. So first, that was one of the things that was so amazing to me is that it's essentially Tom Hanks. And Wilson, <laughs> which is also but, Tom Hanks, right? We'll get into that, yeah, shit. right. How unbelievable! Uh, how what a great actor! Like not every actor could pull that off. I, I mean, there's some could definitely, but it's just he did such a great job portraying what it would be like to be stranded on an island after a a plane crash, and and for the sheer amount of time that time four years let's talk about time yeah because this movie is based around time yeah and the illusion of it and the control of it this man the first part of the movie is all about time i mean it starts out with him what uh fixing the clock the, yeah fixing yeah. the clock talking about time i can't i wish i would have wrote down the uh the the quote that he says in there yeah. we live and we die by time something yes, other yes. he mailed himself to what russia a, yep. a package that was with a clock in it yeah with a fucking clock in it the man lived by time he lived by schedules he lived by structure he lived by materialistic needs and yeah. and and living out that uh anxious in doing so so he needs to control is what i wrote yeah that's really what i wrote is interesting with all capital letters he needs to control yeah because if he doesn't control that then he has nothing yeah he doesn't know what he what he is and he's not trusting anything outside of himself right he is in absolute control and keeping track of that time mm -hmm. on that rock you know he was march april like he was doing the so there's some good aspects to it right yeah, yeah. like that ended up being part of his salvation because then when that 
the part of the porta potty. Yeah, I think it was a part of the yeah, porta potty. Yeah, it was that washed up. That then ended up being his sale. You know, to to eventually. You know, spoiler alert. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. <laughs> I hope you fucking the movie seen came this out movie. what in 2000? No, I'm, 23 really? years ago, it? I think. Yeah, okay. I think it was like so. Yeah, 2000. So that yeah, this movie's been out a long time. If you haven't seen it, yeah. This you, is why I thought this was going to be weird alert. because, like, I don't know if you go through from the beginning to the end of the movie, and we're just kind of jumping around because we've seen the fucking movie. Yeah, but we're talking about concepts within the movie. Yeah, so interesting about the porta potty in the sale and then when he writes out you know hey march and april are good times to go yeah it's when the wind is going to change and he's talking to wilson about all this yeah and he's Gosh. sitting in his cave and in the cave going fucking crazy while he's talking about it he's like we live and we die by time and he's like i know i know because yeah. he finally has an understanding that while it it works it is not it's not in his control Right. It is not actually in his control. Yeah. He can plan all he wants to, and then he has to give it up. Dude. To, to this. <laughs> I knew you were good. Uh, I knew this was going to be such a good podcast because <laughs> I also think to myself just now, when you said, I said something about Wilson, you said, well, then that was actually Tom. Yes. Know? Well, to me, it's like Wilson and all of my Christian friends, I love you. I'm just talking here. I'm thinking Wilson was like Jesus. So, so. To, to Tom, Wilson was real and really helpful. And there was a connection with Wilson, Wilson, you know, but in, again, I believe in a higher power of some sort, but I just found that so fascinating that to him, Wilson was a companion yet, you know, Wilson didn't actually do anything for him. Like he didn't like build the boat he didn't do anything but it brought it brought tom or his character a lot of peace and joy in the companionship mm -hmm. of wilson i found that so fascinating wilson is my favorite character in this movie Ooh, really <laughs> I, I, he didn't used to be but okay. then but then i watched it again last night and i by the way for anybody who hasn't taken notes while watching a movie, maybe not the first time you watch it, you but go back yeah. and take some notes while you're watching it. Like it's a school project. You're going to, you know, you can tell me to fuck off if you want to. I can't hear you right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Say whatever you want. You were going to look at the movie, the ideas of it and your own life, how it relates to yourself very, very differently. Yeah. Very differently. So Wilson is my favorite character. Okay. Um, I don't think that Wilson was Jesus. I think that Wilson was a split off companion to Tom Hanks. So to, to bounce ideas off of, so that he had more, um, I guess, uh, what is that? When you keep going like gumption, yeah. uh, drive. Well, not it made him up, not you know. for me, like in my mind, I just thought, well, it helps him not feel alone. He's having a one-sided conversation, but he would even, because we all have thoughts with ourselves, We all talk to ourselves. You know, most of us just keep that internal. We don't do it out loud. Some of us do it out loud. I do sometimes. But I thought that was interesting, too, that he'd say, what was that, Wilson? You don't think that'll work? That's just his own, clearly, right? That's just his own mind showing doubt or whatever. But he was given that to Wilson. I thought that was fascinating. And to your point about Wilson being Jesus, there is a divine element to it in that it's speaking back to him in yeah. an inanimate object. Right. And yet it's almost like this sense of the spirit being with him 
right always yeah and helping him and I, I noticed this when he first uh oh god he cut his hand trying to make fire and that's when he created Wilson yes as he put his bloody hand on on the and volleyball through the and ball through the shit like hard as hell had a breakdown moment after that I mean he looked at him painted him right like yeah. made made a face set him down there and started looking at him that's when that's when that started that's when yeah this like symbiotic relationship between uh himself and himself started he, it's almost like for the survival aspect of living on this island he split his personality into two so that he had a companion yeah but it was a drive that he needed because as soon as he started talking to wilson and looking at him it worked it the the embers started you could see the smoke right yes, like yes. instantly when that happened and he split off and he said i'm gonna do what it takes to survive he started surviving yeah um it's like it almost like gave him a reason to live it did. even though there was that moment of when you realize oh wow he was gonna try to kill himself i didn't remember that from the other times that i watched the movie yeah i, I really paid attention to it this time where yeah. he threw it off and he tested it and it broke the tree so he couldn't even fucking kill himself the way right. that he wanted to and that wouldn't that, that have been terrible just fucking break your leg and then you're like fucked for gosh the divine was all over this movie dude yeah it's everywhere they never say god right they never say allah they never say anything but it is explicitly just I don't peppered. Know if that's the right it's word. just peppered it's, in there yeah i mean shit no it creates it remember the whale yeah i never that noticed was, that I never was a noticed. divine moment i thought the whale took care of him the entire time yep the whale with also him. said hey wilson has to go because you no longer need this part of you and so splash of water on him woke him up so that yep. he could let go of him yeah. like that and fucking weird yeah no that i so really weird. liked that part it was very had a, a very divine moment that yeah. this the god of nature or whatever was moving upon this whale to be yeah that i thought that was beautiful actually i i also you know I've seen the movie multiple, multiple times and then re just recently watched it for actually not for the podcast, but then after I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, we got to do this as a podcast. It was part of my conversation with Jess, you know, she, cause I was like, man, can you imagine being stranded on an Island? And can you imagine the, the, the loneliness and da, 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 da. And she said, oh, she goes, I think it's way deeper than that. And I was like, like, what do you mean? She goes, well, think about it. He was, it'd be like, a person that is all alone in life after a divorce or a person that's alone in their struggle and addiction or like he was cast away kind of like you were talking about in the yeah. beginning he was cast away and experienced loss and he was going through grief and he had to deal with problems like his fucking abscessed tooth that he ended up knocking out of his mouth <laughs> yeah though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death yeah so that i credit to him for being such an outstanding fucking actor from the beginning of the movie absolutely <laughs> from the beginning of the movie it was, mm. just a little yeah just a little brought your attention gradually, there gradually gradually <laughs> gradually got a little bit worse a little bit worse a little bit worse you'd see him um, eating and chewing on one side and just lightly touch his cheek didn't have to say anything but you're like oh man by the way he knows how to eat bread like properly knows how to eat bread yeah on the plane like when he was doing like because you don't butter the whole piece right or even the the cut section rip right. it off 
butter it. That's the right. proper etiquette. Right. He knew proper etiquette and then handed it to him. I was like, okay, so <laughs> man's been around. Yeah. You've been around some place with bread and butter. That's right. <laughs> dude, I've had coffee and before that I had Red Bull. I don't know what the fuck you're doing to me right now, dude. But <laughs> and this coffee is jacked. Really? It's, really a, it's a it's just a really good coffee. It's no decaf for for us big boys here. Straight from Peruvian forests. That's right. Harvested by none of it. It's actually Timmy Gibson. Roastery. It's the roastery. Oh, that's good. That's the Kansas City yeah. blend. Okay. For real. For yeah. I sure. love the Kansas City blend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the movie the movie Castaway, it's so again, when I first watched it, it was just a guy that was, you know, stranded on For an sure. island yeah. and da 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 da. And it was just a brilliant movie. I thought it was great. I was just glued to it. You know, I cried. I cried when Wilson you know floated away and i also i i cried whenever he came back and holy shit did he lose a shit ton of weight yeah. wasn't that amazing you know when it just it comes to four years later and now he can spear fish without even thinking about it and and he just he's lost i don't know 100 pounds looks like look great you know <laughs> he looked like a wild man though yeah he did um but i thought it was so fascinating how he comes back and he's a changed man. You can see it in his eyes too. It, Another testament to what kind of actor he is is that his ability to um, deaden and harden his eyes into looking. The things like of it. this world didn't mean anything to him. Yeah. It was like, ooh, you mean like when he actually came back? Yes, he got back on yes. the plane and like he like cut his hair and did all that. Um, <laughs> and he's at this dinner, right? And. Uh, with crab legs and all that fucking bullshit because <laughs> they're stupid. Um, he just picks them up like, oh my god! I can't remember his character's name. I watched it last night and I can't, I can't fucking remember. Yeah, I dude. can't remember. So, either. anyways, and then Helen Hunt's character won't come out and see him. Chuck, right? Nolan, Chuck, fucking Nolan, Chuck Nolan, Charles. For those in the know, <laughs> um, so Chuck, uh, talks to her wife or her, her wife, um, what her husband who is jerry in the movie chris north is his, our north the actor when he yeah when tom comes or when let's just use their real names when tom came back to meet with it's his thomas for those in the name oh is it really tom, i don't know <laughs> uh talks to helen hunt his, yeah it, which technically in a way they were kind of engaged ish she hadn't actually opened the ring you box know yet. that yeah, was interesting if you don't properly proposed are you actually engaged yeah no so i guess it was just a committed yeah. relationship but it was yeah. they were in love they were each other's person that's another piece of the movie we'll get into just how in the world could before we do that yeah so she doesn't go and see him because she's devastated right right she's in the the room but she won't come out so she talks to whatever her husband, her husband at the time, at the time. Yeah. yeah he goes out and talks because he has four years just real quick for you know, he's been stranded on this island for four years. So clearly everybody thinks that he's dead. In fact, they did a funeral yep. uh, with a casket and everything, right? So him being rescued, people weren't like, oh my God, we're glad you're back. You've been gone 30 days. No, this was four years. He was dead. So she moved on. Okay, sorry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody has seen uh, it, but just in case. Not everybody. That's true. Mm -mm. It could be youngsters out there you're that weren't even right. born yet. Yeah. There are youngsters out there that weren't born yet. Mm -hmm. My son hasn't seen the movie. I don't expect him to glean anything about what we're talking about either. Right. This is an adult conversation. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after all that shit happens and he watches her 
crying out the the window and all that. Um, he goes back and his friend is talking to him and he says to him before he parts, he goes, tomorrow, we're bringing you back to life. Remember, tomorrow, we're bringing you back to life. And that part really stuck out to me because I'm like, isn't he alive now more than he was living under the guise and the illusion of all the bullshit that we put ourselves through? Yeah. Like, And a lot of it isn't our like to talk about reality right now, it's not our fault. I right. mean, where we were born or how we were uh, situated or oppressed or anything like that. And uh, it's still systems that we rule under. Yeah. And a lot of people are blind to it to the point where he's had a full spiritual awakening. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. He did die to himself. Yes, he did die to himself and was reborn. That's right. To use a, a Christian terminology. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. it's true. I he mean, was born yeah. again. All right, so he comes back, and they don't see it because they're still living under that same right. illusion, that same guise of what's real or what's What important. matters, right. The, the pager society, the, the beyond time society. We live and we die by time, which is also true. Man, that's fascinating. There, I, I wonder when they wrote it, the script, if – if this was as meaningful to them as they were writing it, like all these things about time and all these things, I wonder if that was very intentional or if it kind of just worked out that way in the story. Does that make sense? You know, like when yeah, someone's critiquing a piece of art and they're like, do you see what he did here? How he did it? It's like, really? Do you think maybe he was just on an acid trip and he was just fucking flowing with paint? Or do you think he was actually, you know, do you think he was actually trying to say what you're fucking saying? <laughs> Yo, that sounds fucking fun though. Like, I'm not lie. Like, oh, I, I smoke, be I smoke best. I paint best when I'm high. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I remove the barriers of caring as much. Yeah. And so I just have fun. Acid's a whole other thing. It's either going to go really never, well. I've and, never done acid. Yeah. You're you know what you're not you're not missing anything psilocybin i'm willing to do i've yeah. microdosed but i've never done a full trip i'm still makes me nervous yeah that's that's the only thing that keeps me from doing it but anyway so you're gonna we're gonna bring you back to life yeah no I, that, that just really stuck with me like i said i was uh i was just <laughs> writing down notes as i remembered to write down notes because i put the book down for a second and just kind of got, got enthralled with the film um you know uh, and then all through this, there's the package that he saves. His, with the wings. His, yes, it. the wings. The wings, which tells me from beginning to end that this is a spiritual journey. Yeah. Now, to your question just a little bit ago before you went into how you were going to trip on shrooms eventually, <laughs> is, is like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff to do around here. Uh -huh. Okay. Anyways, uh, damn it. I lost my train of thought. The wings, the wings, the spiritual, the wings and how it is a spiritual journey. And to your point about I'm, I'm still <laughs> losing my train you of thought to, here. Do you want me to say something? Yes, while please, okay. Please. So I'm not trying to lose that thought, but the wings, which he then painted yeah. on the porta potty piece that ended up being his sale, which is what got him out past the, the, what do you call that? The reef or the. Yeah, I don't know what the actual. It has to be the. Yeah, reef, it's right? like but, when you're on the beach, like you can swim out, but then the the surf will just keep bringing you back in, you know. And so he had to have something propel him or push him beyond that, so he could actually get out into the sea. And this corner of a porta potty uh, that washed up 
on this island, you know, it, Bakersfield. Yeah, he's at Bakerville, California. <laughs> and what was cool is the wind took it and blew it. And he and it, it you could tell he didn't say anything, but you could tell when that thing blew away, he realized, wow, that thing catches wind. He didn't have to say anything. Again, yeah. for the 15th time, yeah. a testament to his acting ability, he cocked his head about 10 degrees to the left or right. Yep. And it that, said it that all. was enough of like uh curiosity. Right. You knew what and he was thinking. Exactly. That's brilliant. Because you're living it with him. Yeah. You really are that move the movie. If you'll watch it uninterrupted and watch it straight through, you can't help but totally be pulled in and lost with him on that island. It was it's a it's a brilliant movie. It's it's just one of the best movies ever. It's just such a powerful movie. Uh, while you're still thinking, the other part that I thought was so fascinating has it come back to you? No. Okay. <laughs> the part that was so not, fascinating man. to me is his encounter with his former girlfriend, Helen Hunt, you know, she's moved on, she's married, she's got children. She sees him and all those feelings come rushing back. Of course, for him, he's had nothing on the island but a picture of her in that little clock, that little pocket watch. And she was with him, he said, she was with him on that island, where for her, she had already grieved his death so she clearly had moved on because in her mind, he was dead. Had she known he was still alive, I don't think she ever would have moved on. I think she would have waited, you know? Interesting. Maybe. Because yes, yes. But at the same time, do you remember when they, the whole fucking end scene is weird. It's better for me now. But when I was younger, I was like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> like, they're really like kind of distant to one another. And then they start making out and then they stop making out. And then she's like, what's his name again? Uh, I can't fucking Chuck. remember Chuck. Chuck. And she like yells yeah. and he's like listening. Cause he, it's pouring down rain, but apparently he just drove a little bit past so that he could fucking back up again. Right. There's some shit about this movie that I'm like, eh. <laughs> the plane crashed too. No, that plane would disintegrate. Everybody's fucking. Oh, dead there's no way but, you're surviving. Right. <laughs> okay. We're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> She comes back and they fucking kiss. And then he opens the door for her to like, what? They're going to take off together. Right. But they're not going I was to. Unclear and, then he like, what yeah. that was. and then he pulls in and he has to let her go again. And so I, I understand the, the letting go. That's a big part of this movie is letting go. He loved her enough. That was, I said that to Jess. I said, you know what? It takes a big man to love her enough to let her go. In other words, he actually really did love her so much that he realized she's married. She's got kids. She's got a family. I'm not going to disrupt that because he learned how to let go. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. He learned how to let go of, of, the, of the illusion of control. Yeah. Of, uh, of pain yeah. in some ways or like, you know, yeah. feeling pain and dealing with it, man, emotions, feelings, time uh he tried to let go of hope that was the one thing that he couldn't fucking let go of wasn't yeah, it right yeah like when you have nothing left it's almost like that little those wings come yeah. back the same way the package he saved that one one package yeah and that was his hope yeah that was his like i have a purpose i'm gonna deliver I'm, this package yeah yeah, it keeps you alive. A single grain of of hope just distilled down to this thing of I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And like it, you know, 
tried to kill himself, it broke because right. he couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. A divine all over it. Yes. Right? And then he gets to sail and then he sails out. And I like the part where he finally breaks the, the, the reef or whatever it is. I, now I'm going to look up the actual term. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Is. And he looks back at the island and he realizes there he was that sadness. Not, he cannot fucking go back there, but that island sustained him. Yeah. It kept him alive. Yeah. It kept him alive. And that was beautiful. And I there's, was like, oh man. There's two thoughts that I'm thinking of that just pop into my mind as we're as you're talking. One was the fucking score on this music, the soundtrack. They know how to play music that triggers tears. I could literally hear if I played the music when he's going away from the island and he looks back and you felt it like you it was palatable and that fucking sad ass music starts playing i got all fucking teary-eyed because it was like this is his <laughs> that island sustained him i mean he lived there for four years that island sustained him and gave him life now he is untethered from that island that kept him safe there's no way on god's green earth he could live out at sea for four years but he could live on that island for four years and survive. So he really, again, had to let go again of the thing that was bringing him life in order to potentially get out to safety and be discovered. Exactly. Like the letting go then was huge too. That, it may, that may have been more huge than letting go of, of, of his idea of love. Yeah. Or, or the fact that he could never be with this person. That might be an ache that lives deep within him yeah. for the rest of his fictional character's life. Right. However, letting go of the island to the unknown, <sighs> if you don't have faith at all, it's certain death. Right. There is no coming back. There is, it was kind of in a way, his way of saying, I'm either going to make it or I'm going to die. Right. I can't kill myself, so I'm going to make it on having faith that I am going to make it. And if I don't, then it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. How you ever been faced with that? I mean, like really, I don't think I've ever had. <sighs> not quite like, no, no, not like that. No, where, where there's been a, I mean, uh, this was, I think, man, so fucking profound. I think what I felt is, yeah, he could have stayed on the Island, but certain you're going to never be found. Like you could have stayed on the Island just almost certain death eventually, but you take, you have faith in yeah. and go out at sea. I think you at, there's a potential you'll be found, but also the possibility of death where I think the Island was 100% death. Eventually. I don't know. Does that make sense? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no, that, no, 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 I just, makes... that's how I felt is he was leaving for a certainty of living but not being ever being discovered mm. and he left that security for the potential of being found. And thus this movie is a spiritual journey. I think we've really nailed maybe the pinnacle point of this movie for both you and I yeah. is that when he leaves, yeah. I, I didn't sense it last night, but really looking back on it that cause then it leads into the whale scene. Yeah. Can I use the word God here? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I know I can, yeah. but I mean, yeah. to like describe, <laughs> I, I look, when you say the universe, you say divine, do you say it? Right. Do you say well, it's aliens? It's they, them. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know <laughs> what I'm Dude, saying. That was so funny. 
I don't what I want to I don't have a fucking name for it. So I'm going to say God. OK, yeah. you can take or do with what you want. I'm not talking about you, but just anybody, sure, sure. including myself. Um, this movie is all about God. That's why there's the angel wings there. Yeah, that's why there's that that wing of trusting that symbolism, in something that you absolutely. can't see. Yeah. And so all these elements added up for he was given Wilson and he was given the sale. The sale is a big one. And the fact that it said Bakersfield, which resonated with him in his former life in America, yeah. right? Like if it was for yeah, anywhere what else. Yeah, connection? Was that where he was from? I doubt it. Oh, okay. But I mean. I wondered when he said that Bakersfield, I thought, wait, what's the profound, do I need to go watch this Well, I mean, if you were on an island in the middle of fucking nowhere and you saw something and it was from the United States of America, which is your, your home. Oh, land, I hear you. Okay. And then it kind of just resonates. I had a whole life back there. Got you. Okay. I didn't know and if there was some other connection with I don't actually so. Bakersfield specifically. I was like, did I miss something? I don't think so. But I mean, this, as with anything, is open to anybody's interpretation. Yeah. There is no right or wrong here. Right, right. Um, all of that, the fact that he was like, wow, my former life, which would lead him to say, oh, this sale, it's a sign. It's yeah. a synchronicity here that I need to take an action step. And he starts planning it, yeah. right? And it's, I think the man has a lot of faith. Well, think about this too. The message that I see throughout, he never gave up it, it, when he was faced with an abscessed tooth. It's I either live with this and it just fucking kills me inside, which it would be dangerous to have an abscessed tooth stay in. But he went through the pain of knocking that tooth out. He takes a chance. He takes a chance. Would you fucking do that? Oh, dude. The, the way it's every time I've watched that, I'm just like, I, I. I would have rather had a pair of pliers and just reached in and yanked it out. Bro, um, just the way, like, every time I watch it, I'm like, is that the right angle? I know. Is it going to actually knock <laughs> out his Would that work? Or is it just going to go up into his gums, into and his jab skull? his fucking, yeah. And... Yeah, I, yeah, the whether that actually could work was curious. But my God, the fact that he did it that's that's a that's one of those scenes that you just cringe and you just my jaw ached when it, when that happened i was like oh my god oh you know afterwards when he's back and he's sitting by the fire with a glass with ice in it and he loves ice yeah, yeah. i same yeah i'll chew the shit out of that you're lucky i don't have some hearing yeah. <laughs> so anyway i think that uh he's talking about why he was trying to commit suicide and he couldn't. So yeah. then he had to decide, I'm just going to keep breathing. I'm yeah. just going to keep breathing. Which is a line from sleeping in Seattle. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He says almost that same line in Seattle about the death of his wife. Now, listen, which I thought was fascinating. I fucking, well, as much as I hated Helen Hunt, I, I had like this insane, like teenage fucking crush on Mick Ryan. Oh, so dude, bad. We all did. We all did. Oh, oh, I didn't see. I, I dude. I thought I've had she, other people, and I've been like, "Hey, Meg Ryan." They're like, eh. and I'm like, "You don't think she's fucking unbelievable? Like, wow! Like, yeah. you know, when some people just strike you, and you can see they're, yeah. you're like, oh man." I think all guys had a crush back when you've got mail, Meg Ryan. Oh, I love that movie, <laughs> Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Yeah, Meg Ryan, and this is really dating me, but like Pamela Anderson. Meg Ryan, um, you go a little bit. Jennifer past. Aniston. You could go before that a couple of years and say Cindy Crawford. Yep, Cindy yeah. Crawford. Yeah, the Pepsi bushy old eyebrows. Yeah. Yep. Oh, but it was the little mole. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Kathy Ireland did it for me. 
Oh yeah, she was cute too, man. Yeah, yeah. Something about her big ass hair. Uh huh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Okay, <laughs> Meg Ryan. So okay. if we're gonna, we're, <laughs> if we're gonna talk about maybe just the overall arching theme of the movie. Yeah. I mean, and how it would relate to life. I feel like that's what we've been doing. It's that you must take chances into the unknown and possibly painful future by letting go of everything that you think is comfortable or that is keeping you alive. Man, you said yeah. one thing not that long ago about the island that was it, certainly it would keep him alive. He could stay there and it would keep him alive, but fucking would it? Yeah. Even physically being kept alive, he was dying inside. Wouldn't be rescued, but he would be alive. He'd be right. physically alive. Right. You saw the way he was chewing that fish but when he had absolutely life. no emotion towards it anymore it was just yeah. uh sustaining it was just something he had to do to sustain himself exactly unless you go out now let's consider this for our lives we got lots of shit going on i mean right there's yeah. lights and it's this is a weird island to be on yeah it's a fucking weird island to be on because it's so flashy yeah. and you're surrounded by people that you don't fucking know you're still on an island all to yourself Absolutely. and still alone right life and, is oh good dude i never thought of this till yeah. just now even though he was technically alone by himself or with Wilson's split personality, but anyway, he was alone. You're right. We all are an island of in and of ourselves, yes. really. Like you face issues every day that only you, they're your issues. They're your things that you have to deal with. Yes, you might have support and people thinking about you, but still at the end of the day, it's you and me as well, right? I, I have my own things that no one else can fix. Only I can. So I like yes. that. Yeah. Like we're all going through life really alone as well. In some ways. Yeah. In yeah you in were born alone, you die alone. Yeah. Island to ourselves. And so in order to get off that island, you must take a chance that is possibly painful and in a way that scary. Yes. Because once you reach past by taking the signs that are given to you, you turn around and you cannot go back anymore. You must go forward in faith. Yeah, no options. Yeah. You have no other options except to go forward in faith. Yeah. And so it brings me to the very end of the movie. Which the leap follows, of faith. Yeah. Yeah. He goes and delivers the package, the package with wings on it. Right. Yeah. And lo and fucking behold, it's to a place, uh, what, like a, a ranch yeah. that has wings. Yep. A sign within a sign. And so he has to leave a note and then. Not the to oddest, mention the little cute girl in the yeah, truck. The, that's, <laughs> that's the oddest part for me. And as a man, I think I was, <laughs> I think men have uh, sex brains. Yeah. And so he is at a four-way stop. I'm, I'll explain it. Yeah. I'll explain yeah. it. He has, he's at a four-way stop after this. And he's going, hmm. And she reaches, she pulls up and she goes, you're A lost. dirt road four-way stop. Yeah. Out yeah, of but, middle of nowhere. But he could go any direction he wanted to. Yeah. He's in control again, yeah. but really in a different way in control. She pulls up. She goes, you look lost. And he goes, do I? <laughs> do so I? Profound. Because he's not lost anymore. And yet she explains the directions that he wants to go. And then she's driving away and he sees the wings yeah. on the back of her truck. And in my brain, I'm like, is he going to go back up to the house <laughs> and try to ask her on a date? Is that what it is? He just like, and it's such that a was man, my thinking. It's such a man brain thing to do to be like, oh, he's going to go settle down with a new woman now that he doesn't have this one. I don't think that's what that is after I, got, I got out of that bullshit. The same way he followed the wings into keeping the package, the same way he followed the sign of 
the 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 sail that came up and he drew wings on that right in order to lead him out into the open i think the very act of her driving down that road dirt roads all the way to canada and he looks back and he goes he learned how to follow the signs yeah. those wings were his guiding force the they same were, way all the salvation yeah he learned how to read what was going on around him in order to make his decisions instead of letting his decisions be based off of like time and like the the utter control of living and dying by it instead he was more gracious and allowed god yeah to speak to him and go i'm gonna go this route yeah i mean because yeah. it would be creepy for him to come right the fuck back up to the farmhouse and be like hey i just left this note but it really did save my life i was wondering if you want to have go, go grab dinner tonight tomorrow night dinner oh god saturday sunday i'll be here anytime i'll love that truck and i love you i i <laughs> i don't think so that's funny you mentioned that because this was a long conversation that Jess and I had about the ending because it leaves you wondering, right? They don't, they don't tell you what he does. It's like you said, he's at this four way stop at a dirt road. Here comes this truck with a cute girl in it. And she's the artist who, you know, uh, painted those wings on that FedEx package that he saved. Yeah. And so, you know, he said, you know, this, your pack, this package saved my life or whatever he said. So, and then he painted those wings on the thing that sailed him off the island. So it was like the wings represented salvation to him. So in my mind, and now that you said this, I'm like, well, maybe it's just because I'm a dude. I but saw, it, do and, the same and thing. my like, mind yeah. was, she was the self, the, where the, the wings are always the salvation. The wings got him out. The wings saved all the stuff. So I'm thinking he's looking at the truck going, therein lies his salvation yeah oh my god you know how he said that he had helen hunt with him on yeah. the island right. the whole time right but he also had he also had her yeah. in the wings his salvation and helen hunt was contained within time yeah which was his old construct dude i never thought about this his, his, dude. It, he was locked in with time and then at the end when he comes back he takes her picture out because he keeps her he hands her back the time and he says, no, I don't need my old construct anymore. I'm going to follow a new one. Whoa, bro. Dude, that's profound. I never really thought about how he gave her back the watch, which represented time, as well as though it was frozen in time and it was an heirloom of her, yeah. her, her your father. So it's it in your family. It, absolutely. It should keep it in your family. So he was resolving in his heart. I'm, I'm closing this chapter. I'm sailing away from this island yeah. to a new venture. So that's what the, the, the truck meant to me was therein lies. Like in my mind, if they did a part two, he would be starting to date her and they would be building a relationship that that's how I saw it. I thought, okay, this woman, cause he noticed she didn't have a ring on her finger. She was clearly single. I, I agree with and all of that. Yeah. I'm just looking at it from if it's a divine journey. Yeah. Certainly the ultimate purpose of it isn't just to have a fucking relationship. Right. True. It was like, True. you know, it it's always rubbed me the wrong way that the thing that we value and seek most is uh I don't know, like to have uh, a standardized relationship. Yeah. Basically. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm I get connection with people. That's not what I'm talking about. It's more sure. like, you know, uh typical fucking 
Sunday morning, man and woman, American relationship, which is, I don't know. I feel like it's an agenda. Yeah. Well, Jessica said this, and I thought this was, was again, uh, being a guy, you know, you and I had the same thought. (laughs) Yeah, we did. But her thought (laughs) was, was, well, maybe it's just a lifelong friendship with this woman. In other words, it would, it just a plutonic, like it could have just been. That's such a chick thing to you know. say. No. No. <laughs> because, see, that is such a chick thing to say. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just looking at looking the woman at, in the yeah. truck and I'm like. There's no way they're no. just going to be friends. No. Right. You know, even the way he smiles, he's like, mm, uh-huh. hey there. Yeah. There, hey. There, see, that was the other part that was curious to me. There seemed to be a little connection. Like there was something about the way she looked at him. Yeah. And something about the way she smiled and it was, and what'd she say at the very, very end? What was her words? Like, see you around partner. Yeah. Something like cowboy. Yeah. Cowboy. cowboy. And I thought, Oh, that's fascinating. And, and just like cowboy, like she already knew he's going to be a cowboy. That's his next path. All sorts. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff in there. You know how you were asking me, because we'll, we're getting close. Um, you were asking me or basically stating and wanting my opinion on, uh, do you think that the entire movie was thought up from the beginning and then, and then drawn like that or written like that? Right. 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 I, I don't think so in the same way that, that when somebody's writing a song or you're painting a painting or even the way you're writing a poem or something like that, it doesn't really come all at once. Does it? Right. You write the, or draw the outline of it to conceptualize it and then things start piecing together and as they piece together then the puzzle pieces start fitting in where they need to. Yeah. And I think some of those maybe happen even in actual, you know, production of it where they're talking about it, you know, yeah. those little things like that, that are boom, boom, boom. Yeah. When, when you imagine when, if you wrote a fucking movie like that, a <laughs> script that awesome and you had some other genius people working alongside of you and you're all sharing ideas wouldn't you just keep on sharing wouldn't you want to just completely i don't know when you'd stop yeah i think always tweak it and make it a little bit better a little more you know i honestly you brought this to my attention i never even considered the time piece but as soon as you said it, it like the movie all flashed back in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, it's all right. over it. Sent the clock back to himself. She was, she gave him a watch, da, 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 all these things. I'm like, whoa. And just so profound. And just that one line when he said that she was with him on the island, but from her perspective, it's where time stood still from her perspective. Time moved on. Time moved on. And I think even the pocket watch, I'm, I, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm making this up, but I feel like, you know, because of the accent in the water, like it, it, it was stopped. Yeah, yeah. It was stopped, you know, at that time. And so for him, yeah, time had stood still. And it wasn't stopped on that time over the ocean. It was stopped on Memphis time. Uh, he left his life at that exact time and didn't go back to it yeah. because it was no longer relevant. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. And her life <laughs> so much kept moving on, on kept moving on. Yeah. So if you yeah. think about that, if time moves still, if you think about it like this, like, so they're together on the, on the time continuum and people I'm holding up my hands and moving them along together. So each you of them, chalkboard, are, they're, yeah, they're on this timeline together. He gets in the accident. Time stops right here. Yeah. And for her, she keeps moving. And you know, you think of four years, dear Lord, baby Jesus. Again, 
has he been gone six months, she would have been waiting for him. But four years, not only that, I'm thinking, could you really survive for four years on an island without it? <laughs> like, you know, my critical, uh, sus not suspicious, but my, what's that? What is that word? Um, skeptical. I'm like, is that even possible? Could you really live on an island for four years and survive? Maybe, you know, uh, maybe you'd have to have some skills. Did you notice that in the very beginning of the movie, he was of... a sailor? Did you see that? Yeah. There were certain things again, just like you said, just his slight hand on his cheek, letting you know he's got a toothache. Yeah. Just that slight little piece. Didn't say it just, I mean, he later said something, but because he wanted to see his dentist or something, but anyway, it starts out, but yeah, they show the pictures of him yeah. on a sailboat and I'm like, never saw that before. Now the fifth time I've seen him, like, that's interesting. I don't remember that, but they made, you know, he has a little knowledge when it comes to sailing and nautical abilities. Yes. Man, you, his fucking math is amazing. Oh when my was, gosh. Yeah. I was like, you didn't even add it up on the wall. You just said, well, I'm going to carry the zero. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? But I'm not a big math guy. Yeah. So, fucking weird though. Yeah. There were several things that really, really helped him. Some, practical skills that he had acquired in life. It was almost like he was designed for them so that he could go through the struggles that he went through so he could learn how to do the things that he needed to do for the lessons that were incorporated into his life long before he was probably even born. Yeah. It's almost like God had his hand on him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird know. saying God, yeah. but I mean like, you know, and I, I guess I preface it with you because I don't want to get involved in a in a God discussion right, right. now, we're at the end of our time. <laughs> like, like, we don't time. have no time for next that. time. Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, we'll definitely do that another time, but man, I like the movie discussion, bro. That was fun. I did too. That I was really, really did. fun. I, I highly recommend you see, uh, those, I would say this, if you've seen the movie before, which probably everybody has, except for those that are, haven't <laughs> clearly if, <laughs> if you think you, yeah man. like oh yeah i saw castaway it was a great movie okay just trust me go watch it again and see what what comes from it because i've seen it multiple times and in fact now that we've had this discussion i literally want to go back and watch it one more time because the time i feel like there's so yeah. many pieces that that i didn't just I, you know, I didn't pick it up. I didn't, I didn't see that connection. I didn't see the sailboats, the, him yeah. sailing. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Okay. Had no idea. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, missed yeah. it. Yeah. So there's certain things that, you know, uh, I think you'd pick up if you, if you watch it again. You know what this taught me? It, first of all, taught me to take notes while reading, while watching a movie, but I'm probably not going to do that a lot. Right. But it, unless we're doing it for the, well, the show every time. Yeah. But every time I'm coming on your podcast, what the third time now? Yep. It, teaches me something different and this time it's remain curious yeah about things that you think are ordinary like you've watched it five times right as soon as you got curious about it let me actually study this it yeah. just opened up right because most movies i not most but a lot of movies have a very deep profound message in there somewhere whether the the author meant to portray that or not just depends it's the eye of the beholder but it's just like art. Art moves people in different ways. Music does the same thing, yeah. right? You hear certain things, certain things. Like, why do I love that song so much? I don't know. You know, whatever. For me, it's a lot like uh, movies are like books. You know, I, I read a lot of books, as you know. And even though I read a lot of fiction, they're so profound. I'll read a book that's telling a story about a journey, like a castaway. It's a fictional story, but it has a profound message. A lot of the books I read are the same way. There's 
it's yeah, it's a fiction. It's a made up story, but man, does it have some kind of message in there that just really speaks to you and, and helps you be a better person if, if you apply it that way. Same, same. Yeah. Well, dude, I love you. And I'm, I'm glad we did this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on the Timmy Gibson show. That's not the right one. <laughs> Wait, shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the podcast. See ya. <laughs>